What was that song that you said you wanted to hear from the album? Oh, Quench the Fire. Quench the Fire. Yeah, let's play the yeah, track it's, um, one. It's the first song on the yeah. album. Just, it's just a ripper, you know what I mean? Like, in today's market, like we were saying before, like, it's oversaturated with bands, and, like, you really have, like, five seconds. You know what I mean? A lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of people listen to music. Like, you have five seconds to impress me, and I just think with that first song, like, it's just right out of the gate, you know, Steve with the crazy guitar right in the beginning. And you got the drums kicking in with the double bass right after that. You know, Chandler coming in with strong vocals. Super you catchy know, hook. I, it's yeah. probably my favorite song on the record. You know what I mean? It just it brings all the elements that I would want from this band into that song. And you played our least favorite song, so now you got to play our favorite song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here we go.
I got nothing to do on campus. <laughs> well, Mickey, do you want to get involved? Do you like being part of a team? Well, WMSC wants you. Whether you enjoy music, editing, sports, or news, WMSC Radio has much to offer. You could be a part of the production team, the engineering team, the music team, the sports team, and many more. Meet new people, make new friends, express your creativity. You could become an apprentice DJ, and in the future, host your very own radio show. Meetings are held in Richardson Hall, room 120, at 3.30 p.m. Wednesday. Sign up today and be part of the experience. And remember, WMSE wants you. Looking for the real MSU Red Hawks experience all year long? Look no further. WMSC has all your Red Hawks information, ranging from live play-by-plays, news updates, recaps, and more. Never miss out on the Red Hawks with 90.3 WMSC. Let's go Red Hawks. Tune in to 50 Hertz with me, DJ Mello, bringing you dubstep fire from around the world. Now dance. Uh, what you just heard uh, before that little break was Uada with uh, Black Autumn White Spring from their Devoid of Light album. Before that, Haken with the Endless Knot from last year's Affinity. And thank you, scientists, with Blue Automatic from uh, Stranger's he- uh, Stranger Heads Prevail. Yeah. You know, you give us uh, any stories about any of these bands? Uh, no, not really anything in particular except, uh, thank you, scientist. I was supposed to talk to them at one point, but uh, several things happening, including one of the band members' dogs having some sort of vet emergency. I think it swallowed chocolate or something, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I really got nothing. I see. Yeah. Um, Awada, like, I've been, I discovered them at Portland, Oregon's Famine Fest two years ago. That was 2015. And um, they just instantly struck me as like, wow, I need to go up to the singer and be like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm seriously impressed. Like everybody there from the old bassist, uh, the guitarist, the drummer, everybody there was just, I, I don't know how to put it. it. It just struck me as something really special. Yeah, it's, th- it's a really good band that you played. Uh, like we were talking before, I, I just recently... Uh, discovered them through you know through spotify and obviously i'm blown away by the sound it's um it's very epic right yeah. it's very epic sounding you know and i, I kind of like that kind of you know black metal where the the riffs kind of have a purpose to them and you can kind of sing al- sing them along in your head and the the vocals kind of have that um that that howling and sometimes like that depressive kind of scream in there so i kind of dig that stuff as well so yeah definitely glad you played that track 
Yeah, I mean, I, I look at them seriously as like rising stars because they actually get to go out <laughs> and they're invited out to like these European festivals and things like yeah. that. And I mean, it's just like you're not going to get invited out to those places if you suck. So That's the cool thing about Black Metal. There's like, you know, like a cult following really developing with that. It's kind of in in a lot of smaller venues. And if you bring in something like really authentic, you can get noticed extremely quickly. And um, we were talking during the break. This is a band I like called Nor- Norjevel. They're from Norway, mm-hmm. and they're absolutely fantastic. They only have one full-length album out right now. They're getting a lot of notoriety over in uh, Norway, and they're actually coming to the United States. I already have my ticket already. Uh, coming to St. Vitus. Um, What's the date on there? It is May 11th. It's a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want to come out to that, I suggest you come out. Really yeah. good black metal. Band. I think uh, Richie Cotson's playing BB Kings that day. I'm a big Richie Cotson fan. Do you know who else yeah, is going to yeah, be on yeah, that yeah. bill? So similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imperial Triumph. I, I, I've never heard of them, honestly. Um, but Norjevel is the show, and, you know, they, yeah. they do the, you know, they get dressed up, you know yeah. what I mean? They get the corpse paint going on. Um, but they're authentic. You know, they kind of have, like, a 1349 kind of mm. sound to them, and um, they absolutely rule. So I recommend checking them out and coming out to the show. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think one of the things maybe people really love about black metal is just they really put on like a show it's not just like you see the music they really have something that's like i'm going to entertain you it's not just the music this is this is meant to entertain this is like a story you know yeah and a lot of them i've seen black metal documentaries you know with the the guy from gorgoroth and you know guys from mayhem emperor and they really believe that if you're not like actually practicing what the lyrics are saying which are you know, yeah. pretty gruesome, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Then you're just, you shouldn't be a black metal band. You shouldn't be in this industry, in, uh, this genre, because um, the true black metal people really, you know, act on it, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, whether it's right or wrong, you know, it's all up to someone's opinion, but, you know, I'm just glad they're being authentic to who yeah. they are, you know? I mean, Isan's not really doing that anymore. Oh, really yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Even though he does come out with still some cool music. I, obviously, I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a big Ember guy at heart, yeah. but... um yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. He's a little past that, but you still get the old school guys like you know the Mayhem's and the Gorgoroths that really stay true to that kind of kind of thing. Also, take a look at Nocturno with uh, Sarke. I really, really was so happy that they came around to Maryland Death Fest for what was that the only American appearance ever for Nocturno Culto? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to get out uh, to Maryland Death. Death Fest, uh, so many great bands. Was it like a span of like four days or like 10, yeah. ven- ten venues, all of them? No, no, there'll be like four venues, but then you got like different like side shows that really aren't connected. I remember yeah. seeing a band called Cemetery Piss, <laughs> and I actually sacrificed seeing, I believe, Crowbar, but it was just like I had to see this band. Because <laughs> I'm I, I could see why. I could see why. You, you, you don't understand. They, they really put on a show. <laughs> No, no, they're, they're, I swear to God, I saw this one time. Uh, there's this band, I forgot what the name of this band was, but they have an album called The Diarrhea of Anne Frank. I don't oh, know. God. <laughs> oh. It's, it's awful. Like, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. Uh. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, That's like, as dark as it is. It's like, yeah. I feel dirty. I yeah. Feel wow. That's as dark as it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, those guys, it's just, it's not just black metal. It's, it's really kind of an energetic punk feel, too. Exactly. I mean, it was ba- it was based in punk, and 
based in the early metal stuff. Like, you know, I have, um, I read books on black metal as well. And a lot of them are very much influenced by the Ramones, by, you know, more metal bands like Iron Maiden, bands like that. You know, they really paved the way for pretty much everyone. So, yeah. Now, tell me about the NAM show. No pressure. Oh, <laughs> so I guess for a lot of people that are listening, uh, if you happen to be musicians, that's like the show to go to uh, if you're sort of in that industry. And um, I went this past January, and they have it every year. They have it twice a year. Um, they have it uh, in the winter, which is the big one. And they have the summer one, which is like sort of smaller. Um, but I went this January, and it was awesome. Uh, it was at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's always there. Um, and it's basically like Javits Center times three. And uh, it's it's enormous, and pretty much everyone you can imagine, every distributor, manufacturer is there. They're selling all their new gear, and um, a lot of cool boots. Ernie Ball, John Petrucci was was there. Um, Steve Vai, Steve Luther from Toto was playing. Um, so that in itself was cool. Um, a lot of great performances. There was almost, uh, you know, if, if you did have to pay, it was almost worth it to go. Um, it's not really open to the public, though I think they did open it on the last day. But, um, yeah, it was it was really awesome. You can spend a whole day there uh, just on one floor. And um, they had a lot of surprise guest uh, appearances. They, they didn't announce John Mayer showed up. He was on the top floor. He was selling some new amp with uh, PRS. Um, so if they announce this, the place will be even more mobbed than it is. So they don't even announce some of the stuff. Uh, Stevie Wonder was walking around, yeah. ran, which was cool. He actually um, – some guy was playing in one of the um, hotel lobbies. And um, he just joined him randomly, which was, like, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, a lot of weird stuff happens like that that you may not expect. And there are a lot of people who I've known just on the online guitar scene um, that I ran into that I've either been in touch with over the years or we kind of know each other. Or we've seen each other's names uh, in the netherworld of the Internet. And we ran into each other, and it was, it was cool. It's a cool place. You know, you run into a lot of people there. I ran into some kid I went to, like, Berkeley, like, summer camp, like, ten, over 10 years ago. I think, like, 2004 i think it was actually we ran into we saw each other there and i was like oh man like just randomly so it really really crazy sort of things can happen and run to a lot of folks there but it's definitely the type of thing where if you are a musician and you haven't gone it definitely should go at some point it's very very fun didn't you also get to get private lessons from uh ron tall from uh gnr he was one of my first guitar teachers yeah he, well he's actually yeah he's a um he has he lives in new jersey Right off of Route One, <laughs> yeah, like you know, he has like this. Uh, it, it's like a studio there, and um, yeah, he was one of my first guitar teachers, and which is like terrifying, <laughs> because like he's like probably one of the best players I could think of off the top of my head that's still active, and uh, I was 16 at the time, and there's nothing you're gonna show him, especially even even now there's nothing I could show him that he hasn't seen before, but at 16 it's even more uh, terrifying. But he's he's funniest, nicest guy most incredible player i mean his ear is ridiculous he can play everything and he just can show you how to do anything right. on the guitar it's it's freakish yeah we're on a record together he and i oh really yeah what yeah were you, yeah. What were you is, on this uh this project called the feckers okay some guy in new zealand put it out and it's just Go different on. artists on different tracks so he's on one of the, he's not on the track with me, but he's on another track on the same record. That's pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to do this thing that's a little different. Uh, I'm going to add some potpourri questions with three questions from the Magic Crystal Ball. Are you guys ready? 
Let's do, do it. it. Yeah, let's do ready it. as we're going to be. All right, question number one. What is your greatest fear? Is that for each of us to answer? Yeah. Yeah, each of, uh, each of you Space aliens. My greatest fear Horrifying. is... Um, uh, I don't... God, oh, that is on the spot. Um, I'm really not afraid of anything. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, God. Um, I guess I'm afraid that... Uh, this uh, the pe- idiocy of people is going to do the whole planet in. Yeah, that's a pretty valid fear, right? Yeah, that, that, that works. <laughs> that that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I think they already. No, have I, it. we need a population cut. So I mean, like, it's partially <laughs> yeah. a good thing, partially a bad thing. <laughs> On a more narrow spectrum, maybe some EDM DJ chopping up our song. that's actually probably even worse than his (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) hey man if they're if they're paying yeah and i use the term dj there loosely (laughs) for what they do but yeah some guy in a pink tracksuit with an ipod yeah (laughs) (laughs) they'll pull a bigger crowd than anyone though probably (laughs) yeah right um really i mean Probably just like a world without music. Like, what if like all the files just like went away one day or something like that? You know what I mean? That's like, why we have yeah, CDs yeah. and vinyl. Yeah. I think yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that went away yeah. too. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, th- I think you have a premise for a movie now. Yeah. yeah. MP3s you know I mean? can yeah. go away. They can. Yeah. Like I know there was one. No, like all electronics just vanish off the face yeah. of the planet. You don't have a way of Nothing playing. Nothing works. Anything. No electricity. Yeah. That's even. There you go. There we go. Now we're now we're getting into no electricity. Fearful things. That's my vote. Wasn't that show like a couple of years ago? Like it was on for a season. Like all the electricity in the world went out. Or something. <laughs> I think it was a TV show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Buying, know, buying Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now you. Lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That, that works. Question number two. If you had to pick a dream venue to play at some point, what venue would it be? Well, I think I probably speak for all of us when I say MSG. I, mean, I was just gonna yeah. say the Garden. Yeah, the garden. Yeah, that's it's, the one. It's the Promised Land. Take a take a yeah. bus to the gig and be home, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> be, yeah. home, be yeah. home by midnight. I don't know. On a more realistic <laughs> level, um, I love St. Vitus. That's my favorite venue going right now in Brooklyn. Um, you know, granted, a lot of the bands they book there don't really sound too much like Paradoia. Kind of more the the black metal punk bands they book there, but. Um, I've been to countless shows there, and it's I just love it there. The bar is sick. Uh, it's small enough, but it's clean enough, and uh, really you really great crowd. It doesn't take much to pack it in either. It's a and cool place, no, but it's yeah. a very friendly place. But even for our style too, like for bands that have like even that sort of like hard metal, sort of like even shreddy type of edge, they're very friendly to those sort of like up and coming like independent bands Definitely. too. And it's a, that's a very cool venue. Yeah. They've been running a lot of free shows there. Like every week, they run free shows, just like get people in the bar and stuff like that. So maybe we can hop on one of those one day. For they sure. Do, they do all different genres too. Yeah, not throwing a plug for Hammerstein Ballroom. I like that. That's venue. a great yeah. venue yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's a great size. Not too big. Not too small. Great acoustics. Um, I've never seen a bad show there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, question number three: <laughs> If a movie were to come out based on denied truths, who would you ideally have directing said movie? 
Um, Judd Apatow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Depends if we want a lot of explosions, I guess, Michael Bay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what kind of explosions they yeah. would be. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a twist ending. And my Shyamalan on it. I don't know. Depend. I guess it depends what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. I could see him on that. With yeah, the maybe M. Yeah, Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm sticking to my answer though. Yeah. <laughs> they were denied after all. They were denied. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. There you go. How about you? How about, how about you direct it? Yeah. yeah. Actually, JM just got the job. So yeah. yeah. I like how you feign the crystal bar ball there. I <laughs> yeah, like that. You just gotta yeah. imagine it. You know, just. Can we get one more crystal ball oh, question? One more crystal yeah. ball Those question. Like the crystal ball is coming up blank. I'm sorry. Denied. It is telling me one question. It is, uh, what is your social security number? But obviously yeah, yeah. no one's going to uh, answer that. 8675309. A prince from it. Yeah. You need to put in your birthday, too, though. You yeah. have to make it work. <laughs> It's like, I have $500 million I want to share with you, but you must give me your social security. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, nowadays, what is like your favorite equipment to use for uh, typical shows these days? Yeah, what have you been gigging with? Um, I've always been a Pearl guy um, since the beginning. I just, I just love the sound. Right now I'm doing a Pro Master Series uh, cymbals, uh, Zildjian A Customs all the way. Just the, the best sound for the price. Uh, very durable, um, so it's pretty much Pearl and Zildjian. Um, I go between Promark and Vic Firth sticks. Uh, Vic Firth's been really breaking on me a lot lately, so I might switch over to Promark uh, permanently. But Pearl and uh, Zildjian all the way for me. Yeah, for uh, in terms of actual guitars, I play uh, Ernie Ball and Ibanez, um, both beautiful instruments. Uh, really love them. Been playing both for years. And amplifiers, I like SWR. Um, I've been playing them for many years as well. Uh, but honestly, for live sound, it's almost all direct out anyway. I play with a uh, Line 6 processor, just take a direct signal straight out of there to the board in most cases. For, for guitar, it's a big controversy right now because <laughs> you have like two sides of the spectrum and like people get into fists over this. It's sort of like, am I gonna have like the straight ahead tube amp or am I gonna have the amp modeler? And it's sort of like a lot of guys now are using Axe Effects, using positive, the bias head, um, even Line 6. You're using Line 6, but a lot of the guitar guys are using the Helix now. And they're sort of, uh, or even Kemper profilers, because mm -hmm. they don't want to lug around the, the heavy equipment, um, worry about tubes blowing on a show, which has happened to me before. I'm sure everyone here has had equipment malfunction. And um, it sort of eliminates that as much as it can. But... Um, I'm just I play with Mesa Boogie all the way. I just believe in old school like tube amps. So I play a Mesa Mark V uh, live. I use a Mark IV though in the studio and PV, like any variation of like a 5150. Um, but um, live it's almost always Mesa 4x12 with a Mesa head. Could be the five, it could be the four, but usually Mesa uh, Mark V. Well, obviously, yeah, singer. You don't really have singer. A whole don't lot. use yeah. a lot of equipment, but uh, hey, no. <laughs> on the contrary, I use. I mean, I gotta have an SM58 microphone to hand, and um, I oh, I never uh, play with a loud rock band such as this without my in-ear monitors, Future oh, sure. Sonics, yeah. and I use a um, uh, Sennheiser um, G2 uh, unit, which they don't make anymore. They make the G3s now, but they sound really pristine. So. What's That's like the most equipment yeah. you'll get out of me. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so, so warming up like with these sort of bands like you know because you you play with us you play with other bands maybe not as heavy but you know and i know you can hear yourself in the in ears so what is that like for you warming up just be able to get to that level what, what, what do you mean yeah warming warming up? Up right before the show like you oh, know, when i do my warm-ups yeah. like um, what's that what's that ritual because like, i oh I, sure yeah. yeah good good question no um uh it's very important for a singer to warm up before a show uh, before any any performance um uh, just to get the vocal cords loosened up and everything, because if you're going in singing high B's and C's, you know you gotta you gotta be be ready. It's like a muscle, just like anything else. Just like if you're uh, a runner, you know you gotta stretch before you run. You can't just run, then you're gonna you're gonna feel sore for a couple of days. Exactly. Like, like, even like when we play, like we're we're not we never like warm up in front of each other. We're all like in our own like rooms no, doing our own in, thing. You do it in a private, in private place setting, where you don't yeah. feel judged, so you can really focus. Because you got to really fo- like as a singer, you got to really focus on your scales and, and you know so you can, um, you know, get it working yeah, properly. Yeah, you know, it might be a little different with the guitar. Everyone has their own rituals, you know. But it's, yeah, and yeah. then you know, and then you, and then you, when you come on stage for the first song, you know, you're ready to go. You know? Yeah. And um, Anthony, why don't you help me? Read the news. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is some depressing Brexit stuff as it's actually happening now. Uh, Brexit sovereignty plans set out in Great Britain uh, in Great Repeal Bill. Uh, the government will set out how it plans to remove EU law from the statute book later by publishing details of its Great Repeal Bill. Having firmly uh, triggered Brexit, ministers are promising a smooth and stable transition with the uh, legislation ending the supremacy of uh, EU judges. It will also incorporate thousands of pieces of EU law uh, into UK translation. The publication comes the day after the UK starts two years of talks (laughs) using Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty. Uh, Prime Minister Theresa May described the invoking of Article 50 as historic moment uh, from which there can be no turning back, says uh, Britain would now make its own decisions and its own laws. Uh, Key to this pledge was the Great Repeal Bill, which ministers say is essential to avoiding a black hole in the law where the UK leaves the EU. The UK Parliament can amend, repeal, and improve laws as necessary, the government says. However, it could prove controversial with plans to give ministers the power to make changes to some laws without full parliamentary scrutiny. The government says this will only be for mechanical changes to ensure laws function properly. Uh, right. The weather in Montclair, New Jersey is still 43 degrees. Uh, precipitation is 0% humidity, 44 wind, 10 miles an hour. Uh, today's high was a high 61, low 34. Tomorrow, high 55, low 38, partly cloudy. And Friday, torrential downpour, high of 42, low of 37. Percent no. chance of Armageddon. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent chance to rock. <laughs> yeah. That's Thinking about so. um, the rest of 2017, can you tell me about some of the new compositions that you have in the books that maybe you just haven't decided to get into the studio yet to record them, but you're thinking about them sooner or later? Well, some of it was actually released because um, I did a campaign with Dr. Strings. Uh, for a, a product line that they've had out for a couple of years now, their drop-down tuning strings, or DDT, 
Um, actually, the instrumental track for that commercial they did, which they actually put in guitar center stores uh, across the country. Um, the one you did, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, yeah, great. The instrumental for that is actually one of the new songs I was working on. I sent that to Ryan. It's actually everyone has a copy of it now. Um, but um, yeah, it's a good tune. It's a, gr- it's a killer to, uh, tune. It's, like it. it's very like uh, a lot of the, n- the new stuff we're working on is much more technical than what this is now. Not I mean, there, There's a lot of technical stuff on this record but the the new one is is even i think a little bit more pushing the envelope there so um if people do look up uh dr strings which actually are a local uh new jersey coming they're based in emerson but they're they're international but their headquarters are in emerson um i did for that for that commercial we did a new song in there so some of it's actually out there in the internet already but people may not know what it is but that's one and i have a couple others um sort of like demoed that are in the backlog that I'm kind of holding on to. We want to do things differently, I think, for the record, the next one, because um, when we did this one, we recorded them all kind of as they came. So one song would right, come. Right, different, different parts, different segments. Exactly, uh, yeah. A little disjointed in that way, yeah. Yeah, it, but it actually really worked out, you know, because all the settings yeah. were the same, but even at different times, each song has its own sort of sound to it. But we're going to wait till we have, say we have 10 tracks to record, we're going to wait till all 10 are demoed and done and do them on just like crank them out I mean over the course of like a week or two weeks and just record everything at once which is maybe how a lot of bands do it we just didn't do it that way so I think next time around which may be towards the end of this year we'll have maybe about another 10 songs um, then we'll just sort of go in and start recording those and writing maybe vocal parts and yeah. we'll, we'll get around to doing that but it's definitely it's it's on its way and there's quite a bit written already I see now would you like to go back to any questions? Go back. Um, anything you really want to add? Uh, I don't know about going back, but um, uh, I don't know. Well, I can't you think know of anything what's offhand. super important? Social media, how do people get your albums, and when is the next concert people are going to see you guys at? So getting the album, um, two ways, uh, depending on your preference. Uh, if you want physical copies, uh, you can go to cdbaby.com. Um, you can type in Denied Truths, which is our album title, and you'll see Paradolia. Our record will be will pop up first. Um, so you, if you want physical copy, which is a very cool physical uh, copy if, you, if you're into that. Um, and the record was mastered for both mediums. So if you like CDs, it was mastered for that. If you like iTunes, it was mastered separately just for iTunes. Um, and uh, you'll see that sort of like label on there. Uh, same thing in the iTunes store. I believe there are there is there is another artist with uh, ironically Paradolia. It is not us though. Um, we only have one record, so anything else with our with that name is not actually us. But you'll see if you type in Denied Truths and not in the iTunes store, you'll see us pop up there. So if you want the digital download, you can get that there. Um, in terms of live live shows, I think like we mentioned before. Um, expect to see something on our um, on our social media um, on Facebook. Um, about playing either I think probably Dingbats or um, uh, Mexicali. Mexicali Live. So either one of those two locations in the more immediate future, maybe sometime before summer starts, um, we'll have a couple of shows there, and people can definitely stop by and check us out. And like us on Facebook. It's yeah. uh, Facebook slash uh, The Paradolia Band. Yes. That's us. And then if, you can, if you can yeah. spell that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's <laughs> P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A is the band. But – um. We also have the official music videos up on there, too. I mean, it's on YouTube as well, but if you want, you can uh, uh, check it out there. You can share it and comment, do whatever you want. But it's on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook, uh, also Betrayed Within video. 
and uh, that too and uh, also some guitar playthroughs for any uh, guitar shredheads fanatics so they can see how some of the songs were played um, some of the riffing and soloing on there so you know, whatever your preference is you can check that out really appreciate it guys now tell me at the end of the interview tell me what is the Paradolia song you guys really need to showcase at the end here how about uh Redeemed. Oh, Redeemed, yeah. Redeemed, Redeemed yeah, was a good track. Yeah. Uh, we, we played that song for the Guitar Gods uh, Festival, and that went over very well. So uh, Redeemed's cool. Yeah. Redeemed yeah. Or this is the Nico McBrain-approved yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Iron Maiden seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Check it Here out. Here we go. And by the way, it's midnight o'clock, and you're listening to WMSC 90.3. <laughs> 